0: The Gators Fan Podcast, because there's never a dull moment in Gator Nation. The Gators Breakdown Podcast is ready to go. I'm your host, David Waters, and you can find me on Twitter at GatorDave underscore SEC. Short episode here for all the recruiting news, all the commits flying in for Florida, of course. Not going to leave you hanging here on Gators Breakdown. So, of course, we will have our kind of normal episode that we teased last week where we have a, a, a debate Uh, Florida-Georgia debate, or Athlon's Braden Gall would join us. But with all the recruiting news, all the commitments, three in the last four days for the Gators, of course. We're going to have an episode here on Gators Breakdown. So all the recruiting news, all the recent commitments there, uh, of course, all in the secondary. We'll get into all those players uh, and and all that. But um, before we get into this episode, uh, many, many uh, out there in Gator Nation are, are hurting right now. With the recent passing of Tyler Hall, uh, many knew him as Tice and TiceUF on Twitter. Uh, There's a GoFundMe set up for his memorial um, in his name. And uh, let me pull it up here. Uh, And it reads, Tyler Tice David Hall was born February 6, 1999 and left us on June 20, 2020. During his short time here, he touched so many. He lived and loved hard for Gator Nation. Florida was his dream school, and he achieved his goal of attending there this past semester. He was always the loudest fan in the swamp and wore his heart on his sleeve. He was an old soul who loved his family and his friends, his eclectic taste in music and movies. He was an only son to Dave and Kristen, a boyfriend and confidant to Megan, and a best friend to so many. He is so loved and so missed. We love you, bro. Tailgates will never be the same without you, but you will be remembered at every single one, I promise. So... Yep, heartfelt condolences there, uh, going around uh, Gator Nation right now. Uh, he was a great fan. I had many interactions with him on Twitter, uh, talking football, and I never got to meet him in person, but uh, talking Gator football with him on Twitter, he will be missed. Condolences to all his friends and family. Uh, there'll be a link in the description of the article, uh, of you know, the podcast was posted with, in the YouTube link, uh, podcast link as well. This is a GoFundMe set up. Uh, for his, uh, you know, for a UF memorial in his name, so everybody go out and check that out, and uh, we'll move, move forward here, but before we do, remember, you can find Gators Breakdown on news4jax.com slash Gators Breakdown you'll find all the Gators Breakdown episodes there, as uh, well as all the podcast platforms uh, out there, YouTube uh, as well, and catch Gators Breakdown on social media and Twitter uh, and Facebook at Gators breakdown so as I said been a very very eventful few days on the recruiting front uh, for the Gators and really really focus on the secondary kind of quick recap here Uh, last Thursday Florida received a commitment from Dakota Mitchell uh, on Friday Kamara Wilcoxon flips from Tennessee and commits to Florida for the third time and to cap it off on Sunday the Gators pick up a commitment uh, from Jordan Young all three versatile pieces uh, for the Florida secondary that can play multiple positions back there. So you know, it'll take until they get uh, on the team to see where they ultimately end up and, and where they ultimately play. Uh, but if last year taught us anything about the secondary, you need players back there that can that can move around uh, to get the best players on the field. so you know, Grantham's front end players have, have had plenty of options for versatility. you know and now it just seems that uh, that thought is moving back to the secondary as well. so, Let's start with the headliner and the biggest story out of this run. Kamara Wilcoxon has uh, <laughs> definitely been a recruit that has garnered a lot of attention, uh, not only because he's a highly rated recruit, but when uh, it's bounced around a bit. Wilcoxon uh, is ranked by 24-7 Sports Composite as the number 275 overall prospect and number 16 safety in the 2021 class and the 41st ranked player in the state of Florida. Rivals has him as the 250th ranked player 14th the best safety to go along with a 38th ranked player in the state of Florida it's a pretty close comparison there we're looking at the composite on 24/7 sports and rivals so Atlanta area Native uh, previously played at Cefaston High School in Stone Mountain uh, will uh, play at IMG uh, in Bradenton uh, this year originally committed to Florida back in November of 2018 only to eventually leave with the uh, uh, and with the, there. Uh, and then committed back to the Gators July 19th uh, after a decommitment from the Gators before reopening his recruitment again on March 26th this past year, a little more than a month before he went and committed to Tennessee. So last Friday, he made a decision to commit to Florida again and posted uh, an image uh, on Twitter there. So, quote, to the University of Florida, the school I've dreamed of playing at since I was a kid, let's ride, Will Coxon wrote. Uh, Florida was the first school to offer me, and since that day, Coach Dan Mullen and his staff have never stopped recruiting me. Throughout the rough parts of my recruitment, they never turned on me, and that shows a lot. I cannot wait to live out my dream of playing in the swamp in front of the best fans in the world, in the best state in the world. I know we've been through some trials and tribulations, but I'm a Gator, and I'm here to stay. In all caps here, I'm blessed to be committed to the University of Florida for good. My recruitment is officially over. I appreciate all the coaches who have recruited me up to this point. I am firm with my decision. I will cut off all communication with other schools. Please respect my decision. Gator nation let's ride. It's great to be a Florida gator so hopefully now you know this commitment sticks and if it does, gators are getting a pretty good pretty good player uh, that fits right in that the you know cornerback or nickel star role if the gators need him to uh, there. You know, also safety gets to that point. That's what he's playing in high school for the most part. You know, it looks like he wants to play some corner more. He'll have some options. 6'2", 185. He'll be a taller defensive back out there with his size. He can be a physical player and plays that way. Uh, Does a great job using his size to his advantage with with some long arms, getting his hands on the ball. Uh, Made for playing press man uh, and needs to be used that way. He's also shown uh, a little ability on offense in the return game. Uh, has a frame to get up near 200 pounds once he gets into a, a college weight room. So, you know, it'll be nice to add to his 4.4940. <laughs> 40. So uh, he doesn't lack confidence, as most of you guys can tell, and, and will fit in kind of with the swagger uh, of DBU. So, like I said, hopefully commit sticks this time because he's a great, cross, a great prospect. The staff really like him. Coach and staff is high on him. Hard to predict uh, what 17-, 18-year-old kids will do. And if Ohio State or Alabama come knocking – you know, worth keeping an eye on there. So, even though, you know, he says he's he's done, with, he's done there. You know, these are 17-, 18-year-old kids. Hard uh, hard to tell. So, But uh, right now, Kamar Wilcoxon flips from Tennessee to Florida and, uh, you know, was part of that big haul uh, and headlining the haul, you know, as the biggest prospect in the, the last few days to commit to Florida. So, let's go back to Thursday when Dakota Mitchell got this thing going, uh, decommitted from LSU a couple of weeks ago. Then names Georgia his leader last week, and then a day later on Thursday, he commits to the Florida Gators. And man, I tell you, just you know, just uh, what these, what we said with Will Coxon and, and and Mitchell right here, recruiting is a roller coaster. It, 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 it is if you follow it pretty close, it is a roller coaster. So Mitchell's labeled as a safety, uh, ranks there on, on the twenty four seven Sports composite as a three star, nationally ranked as the four hundred fourteenth ranked prospect in the country, twenty eighth ranked safety in the country. In the state of Florida's 69th-ranked recruit. Rivals places him as the 32nd-ranked safety and 80th-ranked player in the state of Florida, so 24-7, just a bit higher on Mitchell. Uh, And even though he's labeled as a safety, staff sees him more in that nickel-star role, uh, It's probably going to be his play here. He told 24-7 Sports Blake Alderman, and the coaches have said, the uh, quote, the coaches have said, they see me being a star nickel player because I can play in the box, real physical, uh, and can cover. But to me, it doesn't matter how they want to use me. I'm going to be happy with anything. So there you have it. Another versatile piece in this Florida secondary. Mitchell loves to hit. If you, if you sit there and watch his highlights that he's put out there, reacts well uh, to what's happening during the play shows some pretty good instincts and look the first player I want to compare anybody to if they look like they're going to play that nickel star role I mean you hope he fits that role kind of like Chauncey Gardner Johnson he's 5'11 180 180 pounds and that's about 10 pounds lighter than what Chauncey Gardner Johnson came out uh, with in in the same height when he came out of high school so if Mitchell can put on some weight, uh, he can potentially fit in that role in the mold uh, of Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. Yeah, I'm not saying he's going to be that, you know, as good as a player as Chauncey Gardner-Johnson was in his one year in that role, but that's, that's kind of what you're looking for. And, and so got a similar build. You hope he can just kind of mold into that type of player. Uh, fits there nice so that that position can also find the ball in their hands uh, throughout turnovers, with, with some turnovers. So Mitchell shown and act. Uh, as a playmaker on offense, in the backfield and at receiver. So, he might be a big play waiting to happen if a uh, pick or fumble comes his way. Look, look out for him in, in that scenario with the ball in his hands. And then, move forward a few days. And on Sunday, the most recent commit. Three out of four days for Gators. Three commits in four days. It comes on Sunday and cornerback Jordan Young. And this is one where 24-7 and rivals disagree. A <laughs> good bit. 6-1. 185 24 7 sports composite ranks young as a three star and a 381st ranked player nationally, 29th ranked cornerback, and a 63rd ranked player in the state of Florida. So remember, the composite rates 24 7, rivals, ESPN throws them all together for a score, and that's why uh, they call it the composite. You can comp, comp comp compositing of of, uh, all those services 24 7, rivals and ESPN. 24-7's own ranking rates him as a 63rd ranked cornerback, quarterback, 87th ranked prospect in the state of Florida. Rivals thinks much, much more highly of Young with having him as a 4-star, 156th ranked player in the country, 12th ranked cornerback in the class of 2021, and the 22nd ranked player in Florida. So, pretty big disparity in what rivals in, ES, uh, rivals in 24-7 see here with Young. But I mean, description here, another versatile piece that can play safety or corner, uh, and that's you know it, it, that's what the staff likes about him. Seems to be the trend here with these three commits. that we've discussed all the versatility the gators have recruited up front on defense the last few cycles, but it's trending that way on the back end too. So it's, it's another that also seems to have a physical press man play style about him. Uh, in a 7-on-7 camp, Adrian McPherson uh, singled out Young as one of the best corners in the country, couldn't get off, uh, receivers couldn't get off the line of scrimmage against him, he's a big corner, extremely physical and fast, uh, and believe me when I say this, right right here, Torian Gray loves Young and his play style and his versatility, you can really tell this is exactly what these staff was looking for in, in the secondary with his recent string of commits, so... Florida got better uh, here in the secondary. And uh, all that, these three commits in the last four days. Class ranking, of course, and it's eighth on the 24-7 sports composite. And all the way up to third on rivals with 20 commits. And, uh, you know, have getters have a chance now to, to get that average up uh, with all the targets out there. Florida can, you know, now go chase the big guys uh, out there. Not much settling on, on, on prospects out here now. Plenty of room to move up. And that really hinges on you know, getting players from the Palmetto area down there, what we keep bringing up. That would also really add to the secondary even more uh, with Jason Marshall and Corey Collier uh, down there. I expect Clinton Burton, a recent – or not a recent, a current Gator commit. Uh, I expect him to move on. And you know replacing him with Marshall is a must to keep this DB class uh, really, really good. And then add a combination somehow of Corey Collier, Donovan McMillan, and you're looking at a really special group of defensive backs for the Gators so they can you know, get those guys, hopefully all of them, uh, come. Yeah, that's a hard pull here. But the Gators are in good shape uh, with, with Marshall, with Collier, with McMillan. And hopefully, you know, if none of those guys are really going to make a decision anytime soon except for McMillan, those Palmetto guys, it's like they're going to take it the distance mostly and then kind of commit all at the same time. So really that's what you want to watch out for there. But McMillan, keep it out for him uh, committing sometime soon and hopefully – uh, the orange and blue will be the pick there, and then up front on, on defense, Florida's still in good shape for Bryce Langston, Desmond Watson, and Leonard Taylor. Imperative to get at least two of those guys. Florida's in good shape uh, in, in, with all three of those guys. At least get two of them. You got you got to pull two of those guys there, and, uh, and I tell you, <laughs> it's defensive glass. It'll be looking really good. <laughs> you get those guys up front, and what Florida has already committed in the defensive backfield, and, and there's targets that I mentioned too. A couple more uh, names, a few names uh, that we can keep looking at here. Wide receiver out of uh, Jacksonville, Trinity Christian, Marcus Burke, another highly rated prospect out there that Florida just, just, just needs to get in. Uh, was in really good shape after his junior day visit. Would have committed to Florida back then, but his parents want him to take all of his visits. So that has let Georgia creep in a bit lately and, and make up a lot of ground this is going to be a Florida Georgia battle uh, to the end, and I'd go with Florida at the moment. That could change, but one to look, you know, look at in the months to come. There, he's going to take his visits, and uh, Florida's still in the best shape right now. I think slim over Georgia, so we're kind of now have to have to see how Florida fills out uh, the rest of the spots here, and what I just mentioned, twenty five, twenty six spots. 20 spots taken now, uh, you know, we're counting Juco guys, DeWan Black, who just got a big, big 24-7 sports rating, number one Juco player in America, uh, you know, who's committed to the Gators. I'll remember him being close to a five-star prospect a couple of cycles ago, and then De'Ave Hammond, offensive lineman. All the, both of those Juco guys are in the 20 that are, are listed for Florida right now. So 20 spots taken now, and you have to imagine it's going to shuffle – not all 20 will be a part of the class. There's still going to be some more decommitments and possible drops will, will happen. You know, that's just part of, the, part of the recruiting roller coaster here. I expect some offensive line shuffling before it's all said and done. So maybe Bashard Smith ends, ends back up in the class. I think it happened, you know, according to what happens out there at, at receiver with Marcus Burke and maybe they can try and pull Christian Leary back from Alabama or, or, or something like that. So we we'll us have to see how that how that falls in the end. Watch out for Xavier Sori, Keano Coat, uh as the Gators are hard after them at linebacker as well. So There we go. I mean, that get us all caught up in the recent world of recruiting. It can change any moment. <laughs> it usually does. Anytime you, you think you feel, especially on the Florida side. I think you feel really feel really really good uh at times, you know, some things don't don't work out that way. So it's a roller coaster and the last few dates taught us that, especially the the climate we're in right now, everything going on. Um, a lot of commitments happened the last few months without a lot of visits. So if visits starts happening, and it's uh the roller coaster is gonna just be uh bigger with some bigger drops and some bigger rises. So we'll see. <laughs> we'll see uh, which way the roller coaster goes. So as I said, later on this week we'll have our normal gators breakdown episode, Will Miles, Braden Gall from Athlon will join me, Spencer. And, and Robbie, a couple of Georgia fans that I know are going to join in, have a Florida Georgia debate show. And we'll take both sides a little bit. I can, I'll give plenty of reasons why Florida's going to win the SEC East, and uh, also some things that might hinder Florida from winning the SEC East uh, coming up in 2020. We'll do it the other side uh, with Georgia as well. But uh, Braden Gall from Athlon would join us as well to get we'll get his thoughts, and he'll kind of be the the middle guy between two Florida fans and two Georgia fans on the episode. We'll have a lot of lot a lot of fun with that. So. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening to this episode of Gators Breakdown. I'm your host, David Waters. You can find me on Twitter at GatorDave underscore SEC. Guys and girls out there, thanks for listening to this episode of Gators Breakdown.